this time on Holy Ghost Notes. What have you been up to this year? <laughs> Became a drummer. Yeah! Oh my gosh, really? What's going on? This is Matt and Tim, and you are listening to Holy Ghost Notes. Yo. What's going on, Tim? Not too much, man. It's a, it's a late one. I am uh, struggling. My eyes are closing. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah, well, we'll keep this quick and get to the point. Uh, we have a very special guest on today, Alex Shelnut yeah. from A Day to Remember. Yeah. Yep. Um, it, we had our, our, our share of uh, technical difficulties, as we usually do, mm-hmm. with... Uh, it seems like you know if we are excited about an episode with a guest which we usually are um we're like okay we have everything ready to go yeah. you know we've dotted our eyes crossed our t's uh, you know i cleaned out the zoom you know <laughs> recording i have pro tools ready to go i te- i you know checked it twice or three times mm-hmm. everything's good and then we get on here and just right away something falls <laughs> apart yeah. and that's what happened but we pushed through persevered and we have a good episode for you guys yeah. um alex is a a great dude He's a good friend, and you'll get to know a little bit about him and how he got started with the day to remember um, what he's been doing during COVID. Uh, we cover a lot of topics. Yeah, it's a good conversation. Yeah, I, I wish that you guys could could actually hear the conversation that happens before and after the episodes, and kind of be a fly on the wall for like the texts that go back and forth, like planning this thing and then afterwards, because like, um, you know, I listen back to these episodes and and. I hear it from a point of view with with context, you know, I remember what happened and what was discussed beforehand and I really know the person that we're talking to a little bit better than the little snapshot that you get on this interview. Um, And I wish you guys could be a part of that because man, like um, in this case, like Alex is like one of the most genuine people I've ever met, like Mm -hmm. no ego there. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> in fact, a little bit of the reverse, I would say. Uh, like, <laughs> yeah. he's just a such like such a good dude. Um, yeah, you know, really, really uh, engaged in the conversation, and and you'll probably notice like the biggest issue I think we had on this this episode was the um, the lag on Zoom. <laughs> so Matt yeah. and I were like in sync. Uh, we we were in time with each other, but um, Alex was hot spotting from his phone, and so there was major gaps between like our questions and his answers and yeah. it almost sounds at times like we're like interrupting or talking over each other because <laughs> there's such a, a a lag but hopefully you guys uh get the gist of it <laughs> and and the uh um the integrity of of this interview comes through because it really was uh, a great conversation this is the first one actually that we had to take an entire chunk of the interview out i think you i think the first issue that we ran into was you lost like your pro tools stopped running right yeah and uh, yeah, i had some difficulty yep. yep and then alex had some <laughs> wi-fi stuff so you did a lot of work to make it sound the way uh you as a listener uh, are about to hear this yeah. it's 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 going to sound uh much improved as compared to yeah what the actual recording was like yeah. um and yeah, to your point, there's a lot of work. It's a lot of work to pull these together, mm-hmm. um, but the end result's always worth it. And we're just glad we can get a little snapshot of these artists' stories or lives or perspectives out to you guys mm-hmm. to check out. Yeah. Uh, it's worth it to us. It's it's worth it to us to shed some light on who these people are, who these drummers mm-hmm. are, who these personalities are. S- s- effectively, 
you know, celebrities yeah, are true. in a lot of cases. Yeah. Um, I, the one thing I was thinking about as we were about to set up for this is, um, I wish, I wish that, so there are two different types of people in the music industry. One, the type of person that says, um, I'm very famous and I'm very popular and I'm very talented and I know it. Mm. And then there's another type of person who says, I'm pretty famous. They're pretty famous. Um, they're pretty popular. They're very talented and they don't project that image. Yeah. Uh, in fact, a lot of times they don't believe it for themselves. Yeah. And that would be Alex. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wish that I could convince someone like Alex or someone like Adam Gray from Texas in July. There's a few other drummers that I can think of right off the top of my head who I see my, my, when I look at them, I see a certain, um, set of, you know, characteristics, Yeah, you know, and when they, when they talk to me or when we're having a conversation, I can tell that they do not see themselves that way. Right. They just don't. Yeah. You can tell it's, it's just like oozing out of them. And as much as you try to reinforce the fact that no, 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 like you are really good at this or no, you've done so much to get here or no, your band is incredible. Mm-hmm. You can't make someone else believe that. Yeah. And so it, it kind of begs the question, is it better to be someone who is fully confident in where you are at as a musician and in a band? Mm-hmm. Or is it better to err on the side of, you could consider it humility. Um, in some cases, I think it could be what in the Christian sense would be false humility, mm-hmm. which is like, I know I'm all these things, but I don't know how to accept those things. Right. So I'm going to just play play this idea that I'm not. Mm-hmm. It, it, it feels more comfortable to do that. Um, and, and how do you walk that line? No matter what your opinion is on this, it's, it would be impossible to argue. It, it's impossible to say that it's, it's, it's a difficult thing to be a popular musician in a popular band and have this set of skills and have everyone constantly telling you and reinforcing that. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, you got to go home and you got to do laundry and you got to brush your teeth and you got to have your own relationships with people who really know you, mm-hmm. who really understand what, what kind of person you are, your flaws, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> your shortcomings, you know? And, and so that's, it stands in stark contrast to what everybody else is telling you. Yeah. And so the, the thing about Alex that I really appreciate is, is that he is just a, he is, um, a humble person who just loves to, uh, he he loves the things that he loves in life because they give him joy. Mm-hmm. Skateboarding, you know, video games, drumming. And he's pursued those things and he's dedicated time to those things yeah. for such a long time consistently that one of them broke through, which is drumming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, he used to have a skate park in his backyard. I don't know if he still does, <laughs> but uh, he's he's pursued all of them, yeah. you know, and he's pretty good at all of them obviously a very good drummer yeah. Um, yeah. and the did remember is just an incredible band, but it was just kind of an interesting perspective. I think it's, it's worth talking about and thinking about in your own life as you're listening to this, what are you known for? How do people view you? And do you view yourself that way? If you do, um, does it, is there an air about you that maybe you need to work on? Hmm. Um, I know I do yeah. at times with certain things with drumming and my band and this and that. And it's like, I, I shouldn't have um, carried myself that way just because, <laughs> I don't know, um, people tell me this about myself. Right. It's like, well, at the end of the day, 
we all need to be looking at each other with this, you know, level vision. But at the same time, I think it's just as dangerous sometimes to err on the side of, I am nothing uh, as an easier argument or counter argument to, actually, you're pretty good at this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so how do you accept that sort of compliment? Um, I think Alex does a good job of walking that line just because he is such a joyful person. Yeah. Uh, in, in regard to like his hobbies in life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And once, so I don't know if that resonates with you at all. Oh I know yeah. We kind of talked about I, that a little I bit. I think uh, I think you hit the nail on the head. And and the other thing I was going to say about him is just you know to to be able to play like he does, you obviously have to put the time and effort in. We've talked about talked about this a number of times and and he's the type of drummer too similar to a lot of the drummers that we tend to favor where he's got his own sound you can tell this is alex shellnut playing you know if if another drummer were to take his place uh sitting on the kit behind a day to remember it would be different it would sound different and i feel like alex has really helped develop the the band's style and i don't know if he realizes how much of a part of that he is you know, that's a better point than I just made. I, 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 th- I think it's making the same point, but it's a different, it, it's the same argument made with a different point. Uh, and that he benefits right. the band in a way that yeah. I'm not so sure he realizes. Absolutely. Yeah. He is, yeah. he's, uh, he's a key member and I, I know I'm biased because I'm a drummer and I listen for these things. Um, but like, even like you watch, um, I haven't seen like everything that they put out, but I know I've seen like some of their videos that they put out, like to plug new albums and stuff like that. And they're just a fun band. They really have a lot of personalities within the band. Um, And I think Alex is one of the personalities that stand out specifically. I I think it was his episode. uh, It was not the Homesick album. It was the one after that. I think that while they were in the studio, they put a bunch of like webisodes out. Okay. back when webisodes were a thing. And um, there was one specific episode that I just remember because of him where he was like recording, he was like in a studio recording and uh, he he like got it in one, this is all a joke of course, but he got it all in one take and then came in and he was like listening to another song in his headphones while he played the take perfectly. <laughs> uh, and it was just like the, the personalities there you know, the yeah. talent's obviously there and it was just, it was, it's fun to watch him. And, and typically like, you know, when I'm, um, what I appreciate about drummers is more than just how articulate they are on the kit or how, uh, proficient they are, but also how, uh, fun they are to watch. You know, if mm-hmm. they look like they're having a good time up, up there, I'm going to have a good time watching them, you know? Yeah. And Alex is one of sure. those guys too. So anyway. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> We could exhaust this uh, this exact conversation, but um, yeah. I guess before we get into the interview, um, I just want to let you all know that we have a Patreon. Uh, it's patreon.com slash holyghostnotes, and um, basically uh, we started it so that we wouldn't have to run ads and or make you know these episodes cost any money. Uh, we wanted to keep the integrity of the podcast as much as possible, and uh, and basically we also wanted to give everybody listening the opportunity to get behind the podcast, uh, support us if they want to, um, but also just you know um, get involved more. So we have an amazing uh, community group called the Inner Circle. Um, they are some of my best friends, uh, and I'm not just saying that. <laughs> I've gotten to know a lot of them very well, and. Uh, 
they're just such good people, um, and they really um, epitomize what Holy Ghost Notes is all about at this point, and, mm-hmm. and they've helped us grow and, and develop this podcast um, since January. Um, yeah. So if any of you are interested in getting more involved in the podcast, um, you know, or or just supporting us, if you like what you hear and you want to want to help us keep going, check out patreon.com slash Holy Ghost Notes. Um, your, uh, your support gets you uh, some cool some cool stuff. Um, in fact, we just uh, just landed on some new merch, so we're going to be releasing that soon for everybody. Um, and uh, at certain tiers, you get uh, some exclusive drum lessons, and then at the uh, triplet tier, you actually get immediate access to mattgrinderlessons.com, which is uh, Matt's subscription service. Um, and uh, so, yeah, a lot of cool stuff there for, for you to take advantage of. Um, and probably the coolest thing that we do is actually give a percentage of our earnings each month to a charity or a cause that we care about. So in addition to just helping the podcast, we're trying to make a difference in the world. So that's a little bit about the Patreon. I'm not going to talk about it more, <laughs> but if you're interested, check it out. Patreon.com slash Holy Ghost Notes. Good stuff. Yeah. We got merch. I love it. Got merch. Yeah. All right. So, um, let's do this. Yeah. Alex Sean up from a day to remember. Enjoy. Yeah. What's going on? This is Matt and Tim from Holy Ghost Notes, and we have a very special guest on today, yes. Alex Shelnut from A Day to Remember. Alex, how you hey. doing? Good. How are you guys doing? Doing doing well now that we have this going. It's always a chore to try to set one of these up. Oh, yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. It's like, I just tore my entire studio apart to take one picture, literally just one picture, <laughs> for, uh, <laughs> for a drum sample pack that I'm making. And it's like, oh, shoot, we have an hour until this you know, until we go live. Ah, no problem. Well, of course, an hour and a half later, I'm like, my mic won't work. <laughs> it's like, it's always okay, something. Yeah. figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Thank you so much for coming on here. Yeah, of uh, course. We were just talking about how I was on your podcast a while ago now. Oh, yeah. And um, you're now, you're now returning the favor. So oh, yeah. I really appreciate that. About a year later <laughs> or something. Finally. <laughs> Jeez. So much change in a year. Oh, yeah. Right. So, um, okay, so first of all, your studio looks awesome. <laughs> Thank I you. like Larry David in the background. <laughs> um, tell us, tell us how your studio came to be, and did you did, did you build this out this year during your downtime, or what have you been up to this year? Um, it's been. I used to have it in a different room. It was a little bit smaller, and it's kind of just been adding and adding different pieces of gear and re reconnecting, deconnecting. Something yeah. what you were just talking about. Something will stop working once I get one other thing hooked up in there. But um, yeah. yeah, it's finally to the point where I pretty much have everything like ready to go. Like I got my electronic drum kit here. I got my Kemper for my guitars. Got a bunch Ooh, of nice. MIDI stuff. A bunch of random analog gear that I never use, but it's fun to mess with. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I just like to write random stuff when I get a wild hair up my ass <laughs> <laughs> do you play guitar yeah. i didn't know that yeah i'm not great i'm good enough to write something but i'm not great <laughs> that's awesome yeah 
I'm curious to know what are some ways that you have uh, continued to challenge yourself as a drummer? Uh, as a drummer, truthfully, lately I've been pretty lazy and uninspired. Full truth be told, I've been trying to <laughs> yeah. write some stuff. I've been trying to practice. I've been, but I mean, mentally, just kind of not as much there as I'd like to be. But you know, I still mm -hmm. like. I've been using my practice pad a lot. I've been going to the studio and playing playing drums and practicing some stuff. But I just. I don't know. It's been a rough, you know, mental thing on me. And I feel like that makes it worse, like knowing I should be and could be doing more right now, but then not doing it. It's kind of like a never ending cycle of just like being down on myself because of that and then not doing anything about yeah. it. But mm. it's been. Yeah, I understand yeah. that. Yes, yeah, for sure. I mean, it's you tough. get into a routine with something and being. I mean, Tim, we've talked about this. Being in a routine actually forces yeah. your hand to be more involved in it even though you're busier so this is a weird year because you have all the time in the world but you probably have less motivation it sounds like to practice or to play than yeah. usual yeah i get like yeah. random spurts of motivation but you know it hasn't been sticking like it usually does mm -hmm. you know sure i feel like it's knowing that we're not going on tour for a while it's knowing you know it's, it's, i've been letting it take over me more than i should i guess if that makes sense mm. yeah yeah. Do you think? Uh, I think a lot of people are in that place. Do you think some of it has to do with the fact yeah. that um, you don't have like a scheduled band practice, you don't have a, a scheduled tour, you're just sort of in limbo, and <clears throat> you have nothing to prepare for and push you? I think that's a big part of it for sure, and yeah, I think that's like a huge part of it because even when we're home, not during COVID times, we still have like band practices we're still writing stuff we're yeah. still doing whatever but you know hasn't really yeah, been much of sure. that lately for sure i mean yeah it's it's tough we've talked about going to the gym and how if you're going to go to the gym often you have to set up a schedule otherwise you're just you're just not <clears> going to do it and if you don't go yeah. to the gym for four or five months it's really hard to get back into it and commit to it again yeah i just <clears throat> i just started like riding my bike a bunch recently um just to do something active, nice. you know, like to get, you know, it was before the wedding. I wanted to make sure I fit into my suit and all <laughs> yeah. that. And, um, so I've been doing that every day, but actually fun fact, I woke up this morning and my bike got stolen. Oh my gosh. So, really? So, uh, <laughs> I'm so sorry to hear that. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it's all good. That's one of man. those things. So was it sitting on your front porch or, no, it was in my carport, like, kind of hidden. So someone must have known it was there. It was, like, a long driveway that, like, I mean, it should I should have put it in the backyard, but I woke up, went to my car, noticed the bike Oh, my gosh. Dude. Jeez. Is that uh, something terrible. that you can go to the police about and report it and say, hey, this is gone and I need help? I can, but I... And, it's like my third bike that's gotten stolen since I've lived in Orlando. <laughs> I've Jeez. reported it like all the time, but it nothing ever really happens. Jeez, that's terrible. I, I just saw <laughs> um, the producer that we work with, Carson Slovak, he posted online that his laptop that has a bunch of audio <laughs> files on it and all of his kids' pictures from the time that they were born was stolen out of his oh, car. No. Like, like oh, the one terrible. day he oh, leaves his awful. laptop in his car and it's just gone. 
So man, what a tough start to your day. That's I'm thankful that you were (laughs) able to like get past that mentally and come on a podcast and like, you know, yeah, commit to something like this. I feel like at this point of the year, I'm just like, yeah, it's 2020. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's fine. It's on par with 2020. Yeah. (laughs) Jeez, man, man. Yeah. So what, what do you think? Just thinking about this introspectively, what do you think, um, what do you think, let's just say hypothetically that you have a tour scheduled for next July. Do you think that that would change the way that you, that, uh, you view practicing now, or would you wait until January, February, March, April of next year to like really hit it again? Like what's, what's your take on practicing? No, I I think it, I I think it would help if we had something at all, you know, but we have like one show download next year in like August. Okay. And that's already kind of like picked me back up a little bit, yeah. but like, you know, yeah. if we had some more stuff lined up, but man, it, yeah. I think that would help a lot. So far away. That's, that's a, a full blown 10 months away <laughs> really from is. now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Our first yeah. tour back is November. And it's like at the same time I, I of, of 2021, damn. you know, it's even further away. Oh, I figured. I was like, wait, of this year? No, no, no. <laughs> uh-uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> I was like, man, I hope it works. <laughs> I yeah, really do. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are going going out there soon, man. Europe doesn't seem to care. Like, All right. <laughs> yeah. Ah, uh, man. Yeah, it's just crazy. So are you guys uh, writing any music or anything? Like, are you kind of taking advantage of having this extra time just sitting here? I mean, we have a record that's done, and we just are waiting to release it. Mm. Gotcha. Okay. I don't, I don't gotcha. know when we are, but yeah, I yeah. want to put it out, yeah. but it's just weird time. Yeah. So yeah, the record's is. done. We're and... like some artwork stuff, and mm-hmm. yeah, man, we put out a record this yeah. year, and it was definitely a, a scary time to put something out when you just don't know how it's going to be received and if people are going to care. Yeah. I mean, this was back like and play the songs and stuff. Like. You can't play them. You can't talk about the new record. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So this just reminded me of when we could tour and not all that long ago, I came to see you play in red. I came to see you play in Reading, which is an hour away from my house. Um, and I had texted you a couple of days before. You remember that? And I'm like, Hey, I have a blast bell. Would, would you ever find a spot to use yeah. this, you know, this bell? Yeah. Oh yeah. I remember yeah. that. And you're like, you're like, actually yeah bring it so i thought maybe you would just like hit it a couple times you know backstage take it home and throw it with your stack of symbols that's what i had in my head because i know how i work and oftentimes that's probably what would happen you would just sort of put it with the rest of your gear so i get there and um you came out to meet myself and a couple friends and you took us back um you know backstage and then you disappeared like where did alex go and someone's like, oh, he, he went to stage with your bell. I'm like, really? So then, like, maybe, like, half an hour later, you came back to the, to, to the backstage area. And, and I was like, so did, did you go play the bell? Did you go check it out? You're like, oh, yeah. And um, you're like, I'm going to play it tonight. He's like, or you're like, I had a stand all ready to go for it. Like, we have it mic'd up. We're, we're good. Wow. Okay. Oh, yeah, I was stoked. All right. So then... <laughs> I hit it. I hit it way, way more times than I should. <laughs> <laughs> I just found play, where, places and songs. 
So I, I would was just put it in fills and stuff. And <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Instead of a tom, just put a bell there. You know, I was standing in front of house, and um, it's like middle of the show. Um, I think it was Jeremy was like, "All right, so this next song, I've always wanted this to happen, and it's about to happen. Let's go." So you played the song, and it gets to this big breakdown moment where nothing's happening. You're just like, "Bing," breakdown. Song ends. Jeremy takes a mic. He's like, that was sick. That song has never sounded better. Our drummer, Alex, give it up for Alex. Woo, you. You're like, he always hits the ride bell and you can hardly even hear it. Finally hit this new bell. Mac Reiner's here. Everyone give it up for Mac Reiner. And like six, <laughs> six people cheered because no one knows who I am at a day to remember show. Um, but I was thrilled. I was like jumping up and down like, yeah. <laughs> that was incredible. Dude. Well, he, he always... Uh, he always would complain about that part because, like, you know, like, even if I hit the ride bell as good as I could, he would just give me this look because it wasn't this, like, actual bell. And he would just give me the stink eye, like, every time. He'd just be like, <laughs> it's really yeah, funny. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, what do you want me to do? I, I don't have one of those loud bells yeah. that no drummer yeah. should have, you know? Like, then you came and saved oh, the day, man. and now it's just always on my kit. <laughs> now it's just That's forever incredible. there <laughs> the blast bell lives on on your kit yeah sh- shameless plug about the blast bell yeah <laughs> <laughs> for sale now yeah for <laughs> sale now i fully endorse it oh thank you that was that's there very sweet of you <laughs> man that was fun it's not like too high pitch of a ding it's like the perfect little like perfect ding yeah, you know, yeah. It doesn't ring for three years either, like a, like a Zobel <laughs> no. does. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was the one thing I hate about the Zobel. Yeah. Not that I ever really needed a straight up bell, but man, <laughs> especially like recording with it, like oh, it's yeah. just not even worth you it. You have to put it, it in like another going room, and going and going. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. <laughs> recording with it, yeah. <laughs> You have to put like a mute on it, and even that wouldn't work. Oh yeah, like it's crazy. Two moon gels <laughs> yeah. on it. It's insane. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's funny. So, um, Alex, we toured together quite a few times, like we talked about. And as I was thinking about this morning, we don't really talk drums, so this is a unique opportunity. Um, typically, we'll do like a photo shoot together, like we did with Matt Nichols from Bring Me the Horizon, where we all took our shirts off for some reason. And Al Malik- My mom and, has and, that uh, photo framed. <laughs> yeah. What's what's a photographer's name? Adam L. Machias? Is that right? Adam L. Machias. I think yeah. Adam L. Machias <laughs> yeah. took that photo. Mm-hmm. So he took that picture. Um, you know, we'll do stuff like that, or we'll hang out on the bus and watch a movie or whatever. So this is a question, actually, that Tim came up with. What is one of the biggest struggles that you've had to overcome as a drummer and how did you overcome it? Um, I, I mean, I kind of, I think it's mainly just like, I kind of accidentally became a, a drummer for my career, I guess. And like, you know, I always really enjoyed doing it. I taught myself kind of by just listening to music and joined some local bands and found myself touring and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I've always, kind of just doubted my playing I've always like I've never had like this really even today like I'm I'm confident as a drummer more now than I was but I mean I still I feel like I'm always since I know that all these areas I've never really technically learned 
the right way of how to learn a lot of things. I, I'm always kind of doubting my playing and doubting just a lot of things with my drumming and, you know, just down on myself harder than I should be like about a lot of things. And I think that that's probably the hardest thing I've had to overcome. Yeah. With it. So, so yeah. how do you work through that, uh, mental, that mental roadblock? How do you get through a day on tour or a week on tour where you're really thinking about that and you're cognizant about it? Uh, I think it's like when you when we have a really good show, mm -hmm. like just when I walk off stage and you know you have that just like man I really killed that show. And then on the reverse side of that coin, if I have a show where I don't think I did that well, it's gonna ruin yeah. my whole mm -hmm. entire night, possibly yeah, the next I'm day. The same you way. know, yeah. it's but I feel like it's just, yeah it's just the energy from the shows and how I how I comprehend how I played it. <laughs> I'm just mm -hmm. constantly just in my head about over over analyzing like every little fill i do or something yeah right there's yeah. definitely a happy medium where i need to find that because i mean it's good to want to play better but i feel like there's like a it's kind of an unhealthy amount with me sometimes i'm mm -hmm. like hmm. certain shows i feel like i'm just beating myself up way too hard about it sure yeah mm -hmm. i mean i'm the same way i feel like a lot of drummers are like that too what what is your drum tech's role in encouraging you or in critiquing you does he play a part in any of that oh yeah david is he's he's just as, as much a part of this band i feel like as any of us when it comes to at least for me like he just morale wise he's like just knowing he's there and always like no matter what happens like after the show he'll talk he'll talk to me tell me you know what he thought like he'll always even he knows if i'm having a bad show and he'll come up to me and you know, talk me up a little better. Like then, you know, he can tell when I'm yeah. not doing, not, you know, not feeling it. Hmm. Sure. Sure. So man, yeah, that's he's, huge. He's, awesome. he's the man. That's huge. I, I, I don't know that. I don't know that a drum tech or someone that's aspiring to work for a band would calculate that factor. I, I think that that's something that a lot yeah, of it's, crew it's members, a huge part. It is a huge part. It really is. That's, that's such an important asset to you in the band. And yet, you know, a lot of techs just aren't like that. Their jobs to be there, string guitars, I get feel the like job done. Crew, crew members in general, like, yeah, I feel like just the personal connection with the people you're working with and traveling with is such a big part. Like, yeah. I feel like it's hmm. just as big of a part as how good yeah. they are at their job. Right. Yeah, on right. both sides. Yeah. You know, Matt said a lot of similar things about Spencer um, when you guys were touring, just about the things that he was able to help you improve um and uh you know the encouragement he was able to give you but also the critiques that were able to you know drive you to be a better drummer overall um so that's that's awesome it is awesome i've never been at the level to have a drum tech <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty rad I'm my own drum, drum. <laughs> it is lug my own gear my bandmates didn't even help me with my gear <laughs> well that yeah i mean naturally yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, <That's> funny. <laughs> so this is kind of a cliche question, um, but uh, if you could go back in time and talk to your younger self, what's something you think you would tell yourself? That's a good one. Hold on. <laughs> I got to think about that, you know? Um, 
Hmm. There's a lot I could say. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> That's a loaded question. Well, I I would just probably tell myself to just, you know, just keep at it. And, you know, like, because it's obviously hard, the you know, from the beginning to where we all are now, you know, like just there's been times where I've wanted to quit, you know, like there's been times where, mm-hmm. you know, I, you know, some of our first European tours were just miserable and cold and sick and not getting along, you know, fighting with your, I used to be really terrified of flying for a few years, yeah, like crippling, crippling, cripplingly scared of flying. And I almost quit the band because of it. And so I feel like I would just tell myself, like, it's not that big of a deal. It'll work out. You got to go for it. <laughs> Do it. Yeah. <laughs> Flying's not that scary. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Flying's pretty safe, actually. Yeah. It was like an irrational fear I had. It just, like, took over. It, like, consumed yeah. me for a few years. Yeah. It was bad. Well, we all have those, right? I just wonder, yeah. like, I, I I, asked you that question. Now I'm, like, wondering, like, man, if I had to answer that myself. I don't know if advice given to me from my future self would actually help me at all. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be like, yeah, okay, boomer. <laughs> like, yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, that's good though. I like that. Yeah, it's. I don't know. My neighbor always tells me this. He's like, "There's no such thing as regrets. You made a decision at the time that you made it, and at the time you thought it was a good decision, and now you don't. So it's not so much mm-hmm. that." you regret it you've just grown you've changed yeah and i think that's probably a good way to put it yeah it's it's think about how damaging it would be to just constantly live in a sea of regret thinking about all the mistakes that we've made in our lives and and letting that overshadow today right now that's that's a terrible uh terrible reality for a lot of people i feel like it's a it's an easy thing to slip into though sometimes i feel like depending on what it is like small or big like i feel like it's easy to let that like affect you without try yeah i feel like you have to make an effort not to for sure Mm. constant battle yeah yeah we talk a lot in this podcast just about how mental uh drumming is but i mean realistically i think it's just because life in general is constantly mental yeah (laughs) it's like you know psyching yourself into something or psyching yourself out of something it's it's constant i mean you 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 have to live with your own thoughts every single second of every day you can't just like (laughs) and there's those who can like get a handle on it and 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 move forward and then there's those that it's just like yeah you get stuck you know yeah when um when i first asked you to do this podcast alex you were talking about how you had a lot going on. Um, you said something about how you had your wedding planned, but you were having complications with the venue not honoring their, what was it, like refund or whatever. So so talk us through getting married this yeah, year and just, just everything that's happened. Like your friends threw you a wedding, you know. Mm, yeah. So, um, yeah, so we originally were supposed to get married um, April 19th and um so like we it was like a month before we finally had everything done we were like about to do it you know it was gonna be like a hundred people or so like not a huge wedding but not small we were all 
really excited. We had friends and family flying in for it. And then about two weeks before, obviously venues like, no, we can't do it. It was like the beginning of COVID kind of thing. And so we're like, okay, we'll postpone it till it was like July or something like that. And then assuming it would be fine by then, then we get about a month out. Venue said no. So we're like, okay, well, screw it. We're just going to do as like a stream wedding. Like uh, we set up um, Mm -hmm. a YouTube, like a private YouTube link, Um, had like a chat and stuff for like all the people who were supposed to be there. Like, so they were all like a part of it. We had friends send us like these virtual cheers like so while we're at the reception there was like nice. playing on a screen oh, it was dude, really cool that's we got so really awesome. drunk really fast though because it was so many <laughs> cheers <laughs> it was just like okay time to drink again okay <laughs> but it was honestly really cool like <clears throat> yeah <laughs> COVID or not i'm kind of glad that's how we did it because i get really anxious having to like talk or whatever around like that many people and so yeah. I was kind of glad yeah. it was just I could enjoy every second of that day without having to like be pulled into a thousand directions from like yes. friends and family at our wedding. Yeah. So it's like, cause one thing I've heard from exactly the yeah. one, number one thing I've heard from people who've got married, like on their wedding day was like, just make sure you enjoy every second of it. Cause it's Absolutely. easy to like, just have it go like that. So yeah, I was kind of glad that we did that regardless. Yeah. It was yeah. really cool. So then your friends, you were saying last night, your friends knocked on the door, you went outside, and what was outside waiting for you? <clears throat> uh, yeah, so the day we were originally supposed to get married, we were just hanging out at the house, and all of a sudden we hear like this, it was like, sounded like a cop knocking on the door, just like someone's banging on the yeah. door, and we're like, <laughs> what's going on? And so we go outside, and there's like, there's like Neil and a few other of our friends, they start honking and stuff. And there's this little table with like a cake and champagne and stuff. And it was really, it was uh-huh. really cool. And they like threw us a little, like we just hung out in social distance in the front yard and had like a little like improv kind of just celebration thing. It was, it was really cool. Hmm. Scared the That's shit awesome. out of me at first. Though. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know it was happening. <laughs> that's such an amazing surprise. That like that's, that is, yeah. yeah, that's creative. Because I just hear honking and then like just banging on the door. I'm like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> All the neighbors are like outside. Like, what is happening right now? And that's didn't awesome. they have like a table set up for you and you and your wife sat yeah, down? Yeah, it was like a little table with a cloth. Yeah, it was really cool. I was like, man, man. you guys are really man. sweet. You got some good friends. <laughs> that's awesome. Seriously. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was cool. That is cool. That's that, really That's cool. when you realize um, like... The older I get, the more introverted I get, and the less I like being around a lot of people. And but in in terms Damn. of of an event like that where you want to celebrate the person that you love, it is it is so cool to know that there are people in your life who care about you and they want to be close to you, um, and and yeah. they want to do nice things for you. Um, the the opposite of that would be just a life of solidarity, which which for a lot of people is COVID. It's, it's, it's this year. It's, it, yeah. it's yeah. a, it's a year of isolation. It's a year oh, yeah. of just like, it's very depressing for a lot of people. And, and so I have to remind myself, like, it's good to have people in your life who care about you and want to be there for you. And that, that's the first thing I noticed oh, yeah. when I saw that, I, I think you post like a video or something of just like Neil driving by and, you know, it's like hanging out <laughs> yeah, the car, was- you know, people are saying in the back of a pickup <laughs> truck, like 
that's <laughs> that is a memory you'll always have and um oh, yeah. and it and it's important as a married couple in in my opinion to have a community around you who was there from the beginning and if you need stuff they're there to help you you know they're there to stand in and just propel you forward so um exactly i that that really stuck with me i thought that was so cool uh i know a lot of you uh, probably a lot of people listening to this have have had a tough time with you know whether you were going to get married or you had events planned i thought you guys did a good job of navigating uncertain times um and just doing your best you know yeah creative. it was definitely yeah. yeah it was definitely weird but it ended up being a great memory and i think in an even cooler way than what we originally planned what you originally like was, planned yeah it was definitely confusing <laughs> yeah i don't know i loved it i I loved i we originally wanted to do something small anyways but you know like weddings are more for the family and friends anyways so mm-hmm. we're just glad that we just had covid as an excuse to do it the way we originally <laughs> wanted it you know but <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's great yeah yeah this, uh, I, I say it a lot, especially, uh, like with my coworkers and stuff, but like COVID has, um, forced a lot of people to be like innovative. Um, and it's really like, I think it's really made, like forced everybody to come out of their, uh, their shells a little bit and like show their true colors, you know, cause there's certain people that are like thriving yeah. during this time, oh, yeah. you know, like being yeah. stuck inside not you know seeing anybody and there's some people that are just loving it like don't change anything <laughs> like i don't want any yeah. i you know i want to be able to ride this excuse to not see anybody for as long as i yeah. can and then there's other people who are just going nuts <laughs> like pulling their hair out and like i think i'm a little bit of like all three of those like just a little <laughs> sprinkle of this <laughs> i've gotten to know myself a lot more though yeah like, for sure for the first oh, yeah. like the first couple months it really wasn't that hard for me and i was like oh man so i really don't have much of a life anyway because like it's not nothing's really changed <laughs> right. everyone, everyone out here complaining i yeah. can't go out and you know i'm like oh it's you know putting my son to bed just like normal it's, <laughs> it's like, whatever, whatever. <laughs> you're like you're like but, wait uh, there's a pan- there's a global pandemic going on what's, yeah. what's covid i didn't even know <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> it's crazy but it's nice uh it's nice hearing that like glass half full mentality that you have and and hearing yeah. how there was a positive that actually came out of it mm-hmm. you know um because there's not a lot of positivity going on around uh at least not social mm-hmm. media um <laughs> so. Oh no, definitely no. not. <laughs> I mean, it's hard. I definitely like have my days where, you know, I'm definitely not all like happy go lucky, but like you know, I still try to pull like try to pull myself out of it yeah. as yeah. much as I can. Because you know, it's hard to once you get too too down that path of just being negative. It's kind of hard to pull it is. out of that. Yeah, near impossible. That's crazy. So um. I have a I have a out of the box question for you. I, I was reaching into the okay. deep into the pocket. <laughs> into the nineties uh, with this question. Into the nineties, yeah. So okay, okay, so so here's here's the <clears throat> setting. You know, it's it's uh nineteen ninety eight, nineteen ninety nine. You know, you're walking or riding your bike around the neighborhood, baggy jeans and all. <laughs> uh <laughs> what uh, what uh, what CDs were you playing on repeat on your disc man? 90s um offspring 
Hmm. Okay. Uh, offspring, I think it was Americana. Hmm. Um, Chumbawamba. Tub Jumper. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, uh, my edited Limp Biscuit CD from Walmart. Because <laughs> all of Walmart CDs were edited. Yeah. Significant yep. other or insignificant other. Um, lit A Place in the Sun. Mm, yes. Nice. Um, since it's 98, Enema of the State wasn't out yet, so it wasn't right, that. Right, yeah. I was thinking about that. I was like, I bet there's a Blink-182 reference <laughs> yeah, coming you here. You can go 99 if you want. It's okay. Yeah. And Lesson Jake, Losing Streak. Ooh, yes. Man, good. So you were a ska guy oh, yeah. for a little That's, bit there, huh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. I was like super into like anti-flag, <laughs> no effects, right? Lesson Jake, like. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't as big into punk as Alex was, um, but uh, but when you said Limp Biscuit, I thought about something. So, were you on those festivals where Limp Biscuit was headlining? <clears throat> Did you do oh, yeah. any of those? They're incredible live. <laughs> yeah, they're incredible live. So yeah, so good. <clears throat> Did you guys play? From what I remember, you guys played pretty near the top of the bill, close to them. Is that is that correct? A couple of bands from yeah. Okay. Yeah. So like a couple of bands before. Yeah. So so talk to me about your experience when you show up to a big festival in Europe like that. Um, for those that will never experience what it's like to be a part of a festival with a hundred bands and some of your some of your heroes as a kid, like Limp Biscuit is playing three or four bands after you. What's it like walking on that stage and like you walk by Limp Bizkit's kit, you know, and then you see System of a Down's kit. Um, you see Korn's kit. I, I just, I have these uh, just amazing memories of seeing all these drum sets lined up and the, the front kick drum head is like, you know, Tommy oh, yeah. Lee. And what, mm. what, so, so what's it like when you're walking to your set and you're walking by all these, you know, legendary bands, you know, backline. Is it is it something that you've gotten used anxiety. to, or is it? Yeah, okay. Anxiety. <laughs> anxiety. Yeah. Like not. I literally like those. Some of those festivals, like those those set. Like I'm just pacing. I'm just like, you know, and yeah. the stage is so big too. Like to where like the crowd starts like a hundred feet away from you. So like, I feel like, and <laughs> yeah. then you're also on a riser, and it feels like. You know, not every single person staring at you, but I feel like since you're so far right. away from everything, it feels like everyone's just staring at you, and you're like, "That's a lot of fucking people just <laughs> yeah. staring at you." Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just it's it's a wild feeling. Like the sets, like when we're playing, even if it's like an hour set, it seems like it can, it's like ten minutes or something. <laughs> I know, I know. Like because it just goes by like this, like it's nuts. And you're on a big TV screen huge just like yeah. huge jumbotron mm -hmm. tv screens i got so nervous at one of those festivals i think it was called summer breeze did you play there summer breeze festival uh, i don't think so okay there were probably there were probably twenty thousand people there um and i was so nervous that i didn't go out front before we played because I didn't want to see how big the TV screens were like i, I yeah. just i didn't want to know yeah, what dude, it was I, like. i'm the same way i'm the same way 
It's like, well, please. Yeah. Uh, they're the going to be zooming way. in. There's a it's drum such a crazy, cam. And, yeah. Ah, oh, man. <clears throat> oh, yeah. It's wild. It's incredible, the production it's they so put crazy. into those. Um, oh, but yeah. I think, yeah. Then they have like the then they have like multiple PAs like not just the PA at the stage they have the ones that are like mm-hmm. at front of house yeah. then they have ones that are like even for, it's crazy yeah all yeah, the like delay yeah 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 mm-hmm. and the thing that I didn't think about till you said it is the drum riser typically we have mm. these drum risers that put yeah. you up so tall and like you said the stage is huge so you're sitting here in the middle of an empty stage. And you're so far away from the first person, you can hardly even see. And them. it just feels like. So it just feels like you're. It feels like every single person. <laughs> it's nuts. Yeah. It's yeah, so it feels crazy. like you're playing a drum solo. I, I, I honestly, I hate tall yeah. drum risers. I always fight with, like, if we have a tour production where the drum riser is going to be like four feet tall, I'm like, please no, <laughs> like. I would like if I could I would set up on the the floor of the stage yeah, yeah. like I I don't know what it is it's a weird mental thing I hate tall drum risers Yeah it's like the good old days <laughs> it's, man it's back crazy. when we used to play on the floor yeah. of the of the Legion Hall or the skate park and just play play yeah. the show yeah. don't think about production no one yeah. sees you, you don't you're even, hiding yeah, you behind don't your set of, Exactly yeah. yeah it's great <laughs> <laughs> it is it is great like the, I actually like the, agree with it's you It's like the most or it's like the least rock star thing I've probably ever said. <laughs> like, like, give me a, I don't want a drum riser. Just put me, put me under the stage. Yeah, no, but it, it's so, it's interesting that you're bringing that up. I mean, you guys, you, both of you guys are obviously at a higher level than, than I've ever been. But like, um, I was even thinking about this like back in the day because like our rehearsal space was relatively small and, and, uh, we could all, clearly see each other make eye contact throughout <clears throat> practicing through the set and then most of the places we played were relatively small but then like occasionally if there was a performing arts center or some kind of big level you know higher level venue it was like it threw off our game yeah because it's like we couldn't hear each other the same way we couldn't way communicate different. on stage the same way um and i guess like if you're like lincoln park or somebody like touring on these like major huge stages and festivals all you know all across the world you get used to it after a while but like man i i it's uh going from one setting to another setting it's just you know it can completely disrupt your flow oh 100 percent. it's way different 100 yeah, percent. and then like different. we've all played those venues where the sound is so tight uh that you can hear every nuance and every mistake mm-hmm. when you put in your in-ears and you sound check mm-hmm. you know immediately you're like oh geez this is one of those venues one in particular is mm-hmm. in new york city it used to be called playstation or nokia or best buy oh the best buy yeah, theater, best buy theater. Yeah. yeah that place yeah that place has tight oh, yeah. sound like it's just oh, yeah it sounds incredible it's yeah it's perfect sound yeah you cannot make mistakes mm-hmm. there everyone knows it um, no. otherwise, yeah, otherwise, if you play at like the Palladium in, 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 um, in Worcester, Massachusetts, it's like a huge theater that reverberates and it's like, oh, this oh, is yeah. child's play. Yeah. This yeah. is easy. You can make a ton of mistakes. It still sounds yeah, awesome. Exactly. You know? Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> so, it's wild. So it's funny. Our, our final, um, our final question here, um, that Tim and I have is, Speak to the drummers who 
who tune into this podcast. So there are inevitably going to be those who love Data Remember. They love your drumming. Um, there's a lot to be said about your drumming, Alex. And without without grandstanding, um, I'll grandstand for five seconds and then I'll be done. But your feet have always been very tight. And I think you would agree mm. with that. Your feet are locked in. You can tell it's never been a struggle for you. You lock in with those threes. You lock in with that double bass pattern. Like every time it just sounds awesome. Um, I remember seeing you warm up at Warp Tour 2008 when we shared a stage with Katy Perry, um, that split stage that we were doing. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, your, your feet have just, yeah, your feet have just always been tight. So um, sp- speak to the drummers who are listening to this podcast and maybe they're trying to um, learn something that can benefit their own playing or their own, you know, future as a drummer, playing in a band, um, trying to be as proficient as they can be? What would you say to them? Um, I think I can only speak to kind of how I taught myself, I guess. Um, I feel like one of the best things that's helped me, whether it's for my feet or hands or timing or whatever, is just honestly like playing like whatever music whatever genre or band you're trying to start, like listen to some of your favorite bands like that and just play them over and over with just with the, with the song. And I feel like we're playing with a click too. Like that helps a lot. Um, because I I remember I listened to a lot of that barrier dead cover oh, your yeah. tracks record when I was learning. So, I mean, that's, I, I, a lot of my feet stuff is from Mark. they like a lot of the stuff he wrote was like, some of the cool is like the little like like the little like you know that kind of stuff and um i feel like just doing that subconsciously made me better at just like being on time yeah like not you know just like um yeah and just doing I, i would do that for like three four hours a day when i was starting you know just like listening to whether it was punk music whether it was um like heavy music whether it was mm. you know whatever and just kind of and it kind of gave me a like it kind of subconsciously made me realize why there's certain fills for here and it kind of like made me realize like oh the, you know like the drum should follow the guitar here or like the kick pattern with the vocal pattern here it kind of like you kind of can hear why something does something like it's not just a Hmm. you know it's not random you know Hmm. i feel like that Uh kind of is a big just kind of subconsciously learn reasons of why something why you're doing something instead of just just doing it to do it kind of thing that's awesome if that makes any sense (laughs) that's really good (laughs) yeah i mean i think there's a lot of truth to playing along with music that you like listening to and doing it for a long time yeah that bring your dead record has sick sick like burst patterns if you can get that stuff down your feet are going to be just i mean i it makes sense to me i didn't know that about you but it makes sense now why your double bass is what it is because i hear some of that quick burst stuff like i played that record so much so much yeah so like i want to go listen to that now feet to that oh yeah yeah the whole record is sick. mark man he was an <laughs> idol for me too back on the between the buried oh, yeah. and me sound circus record uh, yeah 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 he's a, he's insane 
Oh, it's an insane drummer. I actually, yeah, the first time I saw them was actually the first time I saw you guys in Ocala. Oh, yeah? With, um, uh, yeah. Oh, it was, um, Terror. Barrier Dead, you guys, uh, Terror. Um, Scars of Scars Tomorrow. Of tomorrow. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. Really? I did not know that. Man. Yeah, that was like a couple months before I joined a day to remember. Oh, wow. Huh. That's awesome. Yeah, I didn't know that. That's yeah. a tour. Um, that, yeah, in that, that, that was our gym, first tour. In that like big gym in Ocala. Oh, jeez. Awesome. That was so, oh my gosh, that was so loud in there. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. That show was violent. <laughs> I remember. Every show was pretty violent. It was violent. like actually Burger kind of Dead terrifying. Terror. There, there yeah. were, <laughs> crews were coming yeah. out and... Uh, that's yeah, what it, yeah. yeah death before dishonor played too i think or something. oh man uh, that brings back so many memories you know that was 15 years ago yeah crazy 15 years ago it's crazy so actually let's let's talk about that for a second this wasn't planned but uh you know uh so one day you're you're going to a show watching one of your favorite bands bury your dead seeing matt's band play and then a little while later, you're playing for A Day to Remember, goes on to be one of the biggest, you know, metal, pop punk. I don't, what, what actually, what genre do you guys classify yourselves as? Is it punk? I have no metal? idea. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> Either way, one of the biggest bills on a warp tour, or, you know, you guys are headlining shows like yeah. crazy. What was that like? Like, what was the experience joining, joining the band? Um, you know, you obviously, your drumming has influenced the sound of the band immensely. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not even like you just joined some band that was already famous. You know, you, right. you, you helped build it. We're there from the beginning, helped, yeah, shape who they are. Um, what, what's that like? What was that experience like? Oh, man, it was, it was wild. I was 15. I randomly got asked by josh and neil because their drummer was on probation if i could go on tour in two days and then wow my mom (laughs) said yeah and ended up going on tour and then yeah it was wild honestly it's like it's the craziest like weirdest right place right time right just everything kind of it was strange it was like Mm, yeah one little thing (laughs) was a little bit different (laughs) Like it, I wouldn't be doing this. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. Fifteen it's years. It's definitely old. something I, I always think. It's always it's me. always something I think about. Yeah, it's it's very wow. It's very strange. A lot of things that just kind of worked out perfectly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, wow, that's really I cool. Have no idea about that. I'm really yeah, I'm really glad that I'm glad that you are the drummer for the band. You know, we're sort of looking at this yeah. from like a. Um, a what if scenario like what if you weren't there and what if you weren't friends with josh and neil what if they didn't ask you but i'm really glad it was you because um and if you're listening to this 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 might be something to think about if you're starting a band and you're looking for other band members um you need somebody that is going to be teachable and is is able to work with other people and doesn't always need to be at the front of the stage the loudest part of the conversation and alex that's you You've always been mm. foundational for the band. You've, you've done your job well, but you haven't been someone who takes up all the space. Um, and as you can, I mean, we've talked about this before too, but like I can't imagine being in a band where 
there are a couple people that are just impossible to be around. It, it just wouldn't work. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I'm glad for a data remember's sake that you're the drummer, and I'm glad for your sake that you, that you have a data remember because, well, <laughs> well yeah. thank you. For I a lot too. of reasons, but <laughs> you're you. on this podcast and we're friends because you're in a band. So I, I, oh, yeah. I yeah. wouldn't know you otherwise. <laughs> we would yeah. have never met, Very presumably. <laughs> no. Yeah, funny. that's pretty crazy. <laughs> that's crazy. And it's true. I mean, you, you, uh, you really make, I, you know, I've been impressed. I've seen you guys two or three times and, and every time I've seen you, I've been so impressed with how tight you guys play. And, you know, I'm a pop punk fan. I'm not. I, I listen to metal, but I'm I, I'm not a metal drummer, um, so I always appreciated that about you guys that you kind of had both sides, and mm-hmm. uh, and it says a lot about you as a metal drummer that you know you can show off when you need to show off and play some really you know complicated insane yeah. parts, but also lock it down. And I mean, when I listen to your music, there's a lot of pocket stuff in yeah. there. You know, there's a lot of just, you're just sitting back playing a groove and that's not typical of metal. Uh-huh. It's a little bit more typical yeah, of pop true. punk, but like it's even pop punk. I mean, pop, I, you know, Travis Barker never s- just sits back uh, and, yeah. like, he's a, he's <laughs> I mean, you know, occasionally, <laughs> but you know, it's, it's always insane, but you have the ability to kind of pull back and just give a song when it needs. And I think that's, you know, there's a lot to say about I that. Appreciate so. that. Yeah. I, I appreciate it. I, yeah. It's, it's it, so something when you do podcasts, you're told, you're told not to grandstand, right? Like, don't talk about the guest in a way that you're going to flatter them and and you're going to elevate them. But the thing is, with our guest, Tim, I like our guests. <laughs> Otherwise, we wouldn't have invited them. Like, <laughs> right. I want them to be here because Just I like... Just talk shit to me, Matt. Yeah. Just talk like shit them. to me. I like them as people. So we're grandstanding you, yes. We fully acknowledge that. Therefore, it's okay. If you're, yeah. if, if you're ignorant to the fact that you're grandstanding, then okay, it gets annoying. But the bottom line is we like our guests and we like the art that they yeah. make. And we've had Spears on here, we've had Kobus on here, we've had Luke Collin on here, and we, we have a lot of respect for all these guys. They're all very different from one another. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah. I think that that's sort, of, that's sort of the beauty of drumming, is that you have this, I'm sitting at my kit, but we have one instrument with, with a limited amount of sounds, and, and yet we've talked to maybe, I don't know, 10 guests, Tim, and they all have done something yeah. significantly yep. different with that same instrument. I just think that's so cool. I think that is that is just very yeah, is. impressive. <clears throat> oh yeah, drumming's wild. Yeah, <laughs> there's so many different <laughs> styles and ways you can hit the same thing in a million different ways. <laughs> it's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. And especially like they're 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 still coming out with like new ways to play drums. It's insane. Like I would think like yeah. after you see a Benny Greb or yeah like. Uh, Johnny Rab or something like that you're like oh well it's all been done at this point like <laughs> yeah. you know what other pieces of a drum could you hit <laughs> you know they've used everything but I'm still seeing new stuff every day on Instagram like there's mm-hmm. still new grooves coming out new you know ways to play a kit it's oh, just yeah. it's awesome it's insane everyone's got their own thing. what's your reaction um, Alex to scrolling Instagram you know this year you're not playing as much you're sort of not very motivated to play what is your reaction to scrolling Instagram and seeing drumming, drumming videos, drumming pictures, drumming this, drumming that? What what does that do to you as you're scrolling? You scroll Makes right me past it. Wish I was doing. You so, yeah. No, I I, well, I still watch a lot of drum stuff. I still get stoked on watching all that stuff. But again, it kind of just makes me 
be like, man, I need to, I need to start doing this again or okay. more, you know? Mm-hmm. It's always, always in my head. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a weird thing. The fact that we have access to all this content and you see what everybody else is doing with their day, you know, all oh, that person's practicing or all oh, that, that, that person's playing this song or whatever. And I think a lot of times for me, it can be very negative. It, it can have mm. negative consequences. Yeah. Um, and, and then other days to your point, like it's, it's cool. Like you're like, Oh sweet. This is awesome. But mm. oftentimes I'll just go scrolling right past drum stuff and get to, you know, yeah. farming stuff or, or whatever it is <laughs> that I'm actually, I'm actually interested in yeah. that day. Sports. <laughs> yeah. Sports yeah. center is a good follow. Um, yeah, there you go. But you know, there's other days where it's like, Oh, this is awesome. I want to watch this drummer. Uh, play but it, yeah. I have found it's it's tougher for me to enjoy that kind of content if I'm not also doing it um, mm. if I'm plugged yeah. in and I'm practicing a lot then I'm, that. You know, then I'm pumped <clears throat> yeah yeah that's awesome so I guess before we wrap up um, we have a uh, we have a, a Patreon uh, with a number of uh, people who support us on a monthly basis and uh we call them our inner circle, and um, we give them the opportunity to submit questions um, for our guests. So um, if you have a couple minutes, uh, we have a, a few that I'll throw out there for you. Um, so our first one is from uh, Nick Abbott, um, and he's, uh, he, he has a question, but he wanted to let you know uh, his first date with his wife was actually at the house party tour. Um, so he's a he's a big fan of <laughs> you guys. To, love um, to hear it. <laughs> and, That's uh, awesome. Yeah, I love to hear yeah. it. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so you you had a hand in someone's marriage. That's pretty cool. Uh, That's awesome. <laughs> um, or a couple hands, technically, because you were probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, um, nice. yeah, that was bad. That was a bad one. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> so Nick asks, uh, what would you say your biggest weakness in drumming is? Um, my rudiments. I'm really bad <laughs> rudiments and stuff. I'm just really, yeah. You get you hand me a marching snare or something, I'll hand it right back. Yeah. And be like no, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Take this back. I'm the same. I don't man. want this. Yep. Yeah. I don't know what this is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Where's the rest? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Where's the rest of the kit? Yeah. <laughs> uh, what is this? You want me to make pasta in this pot? Yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> Where's the rest is amazing. Where's the rest of this? <laughs> That's the name of this episode. Where's the yep. rest? <laughs> Alex Shelnut. Where's the rest? Alex Shelnut. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, our next question, uh, actually, I have a couple questions from um, Jeffrey Lash, um, and uh, he wanted to know, uh, first off, what uh, what made you get into drumming? Uh, honestly, I played, I took lessons uh, with guitar for a year and a half or two, and I wanted to join a band, but everyone played guitar. <laughs> no one's like, no one played drums, and I knew how to play <laughs> drums enough because... My dad had a drum kit that I would kind of just fart around on every now and then, and so I ended up just, I just became a drummer. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, 
<laughs> That's great. <laughs> Fart around <laughs> on like that. anyone else, right? <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. And then he also had another question. Um, so he's a, he's a Florida guy as well. Um, and he wanted to know if you ever go to uh, the record store foundation in College Park. Oh, yeah. I'm actually um, I'm friends with a couple of the dudes there. They're really they're rad. They um, We have a bunch of mutual friends that I just kind of stumbled in there and uh, they have some really cool stuff. They have a lot of cool, um, like vent, like cool, like old vintage clothing records, a bunch of just random, random nice. stuff. It's a cool place. Yeah. Nice. Sweet. Sweet. And then our last question is from Drake Crowley. Um, and he actually, he's also a Florida guy. Uh, and he just nice. wants to know how he can get a jam session set up oh, with you. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Bold request. Well, Bold request. Fix, fix COVID. And yeah, we'll fix COVID. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> a bold answer. <laughs> bold request words. A bold answer. You got it. Yeah, that's amazing. Go. There you go, Drake. <laughs> you do that. Let's go. A lot of us will be thanking you if you can do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah if sure. you can do that, wow, you'll get more than a jam session with Alex. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <There you> <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh funny. man this was yeah. fun well, dude, this was so fun yeah thank you oh, so yeah. much for coming on man it was yeah uh, thanks for having me I'm, I'm glad i ended up doing it i wasn't in a great headspace last time matt asked me so i was like i don't want to just do it to do it i want to like mm-hmm. you know i want to be as excited yeah absolutely <laughs> as I yeah. Can be. yeah i'm I'm glad I'm glad that you were I'm glad that you wanted to do it badly enough that you weren't just willing to compromise on it and typically when we do a podcast and we have technical issues which we've had this entire episode um it means I'm recording my audio at least (laughs) it's going to be popular (laughs) so um yeah it's it's on all of our ends like if you're still listening to this every every single one of us is we we've all had issues yeah if you're Ten, listening yeah. to this, just know that Tim lost content, um, like question content. I lost all my questions right before we I started. I lost my, my <laughs> yeah. Pro Tools file, and and Alex is and using dial-up internet. my phone. So. <laughs> 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 but you know what? That's, like I said, our best episodes always come out this way. So That's right. Um, and people will definitely get a lot out of this one. It was, it was a good one, and... Uh, yeah, man. Thanks. Thanks so much for coming on and powering through. And yeah, uh, it was really great to hear uh, everything you had to say. Absolutely. Well, I appreciate yeah, it. It was. it was fun. Very fun. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you so much. Um, and if, if people want to follow along with, uh, with you on social media or with the data, remember, where should they go to do that? Um, uh, my Twitter and Instagram are just both Alex Shellnut one l two t's it's a little confusing i know but <laughs> yeah and um one I, don't, I don't have facebook so just like instagram and twitter um wait okay i'm still recording cool <laughs> nice thought something went wrong nice nice good stuff good stuff all right well follow alex and uh check out his band if you haven't i i love um I like a lot of, of a data remembers stuff from old to new. And if you haven't heard it, you're missing out. So check it out. Yeah, for sure. Thank you, yeah. Alex. We'll talk soon. Thanks y'all. I think we lost him. Oh, we l- a fitting, uh, a fitting end. <laughs> to- oh, oh, there you are. There you are. Fitty dead. <laughs> <laughs> yep, exactly. I remember when I-
Okay, so hope you guys enjoyed that episode with Alex. As you can tell, um, he's just the kind of person that you would want to hang out with and yeah. be friends with. And um, he's really someone that we can all look up to in mm-hmm. a lot of ways. He's a role model yeah. um, because he doesn't consider himself one. Mm-hmm. And I know he wouldn't say that about himself, but I can. And Tim and I can both agree yeah, on that. We we've, agree. we've talked about it <laughs> off air quite a yeah. bit. Um, he's He really gets behind things that he believes in, even if it's our Rinky Dink podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, texting me saying, hey, when's this coming? I'm really excited about it. And, you know, just just getting behind things that he believes in. So if you liked what you heard and you haven't seen any of his drumming, go check him out. Yeah. Um, if you haven't heard any Day to Remember, go check them out. They're fantastic. Yeah. They're one of my favorite bands to see live. Mm-hmm. I don't listen to... I don't listen to a lot of music, uh, and I don't go to shows often, but uh, when they were headlining Warp Tour, you know, I would try to go see them as often as I could. Self-help festival, mm-hmm. touring with them 10 years ago. Yeah, they're just a band that, they're just so fun. They do everything so well, and um, without Alex in the band, uh, it, it certainly wouldn't be the same band, and I'm really glad that they have him and that yeah. he has them because, yeah. well... <laughs> it's just a good it's just a good equation you know yeah. you put the two together so really thank is. you alex for doing it yeah, and thanks, um, man. thank you so much for listening to this it, it it was a good conversation that um i think benefited myself and tim and hopefully all of you too yeah yeah agree 100 percent um yeah the first time i saw them was actually at the electric factory in philly oh uh, nice i met i met up with you so I was there. To, I was there to meet up with you. You guys played, and then I think they they uh, headlined. So I watched their shows. The first time I'd seen them, and I was just like so blown away. I mean, their their albums tight, you know. Um, yeah. But I know what goes into to making a record, and there's a lot of post production. There's a lot of sweetening that goes on, and so yeah. you never know. Like, is this band gonna can sound? Can they pull it off? Yeah. Can they actually <laughs> sound like their album? And I actually felt like. At least Alex, and I watch drummers, so, you know, of yeah. course I'm going to perceive this, but I felt like Alex played better live yeah. than on the album. I was His very feet are impressed. so tight. Dude, His, it was I mean, so we talked about that on tight. the podcast, but yeah. he, he is he is precise. Yeah. And, I mean, he's a, we're, we're talking about him now, but I can picture him playing. He has a certain <laughs> way of playing. Um, he's yeah. just a very special part of the drumming community yep. who I would argue is uh, underrated and under-talked about. And uh, I hope this podcast gives him some some notoriety that maybe he didn't have before. Um, yep. And if not, then okay, yep. no problem. But at least we got <laughs> yeah. to have him on here. At least we, got, we, at least we had a good time. That's at right. least we got to hang out with him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So go follow him if you're not already. Alex Shellnut, <laughs> 1L2Ts. Yeah, good. you're going to get some good stuff from him. So... You bet. Definitely do that. So wrapping up, um, I'm going to give a few shout-outs to some new uh, Patreon supporters. Um, if you missed the beginning of the episode, we do have a Patreon. It's patreon.com slash holyghostnotes. Just a cool way for uh, us to connect uh, with you guys and for you to get a little bit more involved in this podcast and uh, for us to give you some cool stuff. Um, so we have uh, a community group called The Inner Circle. And I'm just going to give some shout-outs to some new members. So shout-out to Aaron Johnson, Marcel Chamberlain, and Zach Cleave. Nice. Fellas, welcome to the Inner Circle. Thank Good you guys so you. much for signing up. It's great yeah. to have you. Thank we you wouldn't be able to do this without you guys. We've been doing this a long time now. Um, mm-hmm. And we would have been able to do it without anybody in the beginning because we did. Uh, but <laughs> at, at, you know, as is the case with any um, 
hobby passion eventually hopefully business mm -hmm. model you have to have support and yep. um thank you guys yeah. it means a lot we're happy to have you on board it is truly a community and yeah. uh truly yeah, we love a delight. You very much it's also <laughs> truly a delight yeah. and what a rush what a rush <laughs> classic an instant classic <laughs> <laughs> thank you very uh, much for listening and yeah, thank um, you guys for listening you make know we'll sure be seeing you. Yeah, yeah. And make sure you're using the hashtag Holy Ghost Notes on your drum videos because we do a Groove of the Week every week. And if you have any questions or comments or concerns, hit us up, Matt and Tim at theholyghostnotes.com, or you can hit us up on Instagram or Facebook. And did you know that we have a Twitter? Apparently, apparently I set up a Twitter for us back in February of 19. I did not. Oh, and nice. I just rediscovered it. So, hey, go follow us on Twitter if you're not already. I'm going to try to post some different content up on there. So that's twitter.com slash Holy So much content. So much content all the time. <laughs> Goodness gracious. But, yeah, thank you guys for listening. You're the best. We love you all. And we'll see you again soon. You so. bet. You know what time it is. Three, two, yep. one. Peace. Yeah. Listen to the following at your own risk. Have yeah. you have you written anything for the band that I would know of, like like any you know any breakdowns or? I mean, I have written a couple of random breakdowns, but nothing you'd probably remember. I don't know. <laughs> <There were. clears throat> I don't know. Um, it's that that one uh, on for those of heart. It's the. Dun, 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 it's so stupid, but I wrote that one. So give me that. <laughs> nice. I like that breakdown. I was yeah, talking to thanks. JP a couple weeks ago about your band. Um, we played self-help with you guys twice, I think. And um, your show is just awesome. I mean, even going back to Warp Tour, uh, you you play in a very fun band. And you guys always have a fun. way of, of making the show fun and just – you know, of course, you guys sound good and everything, but just knowing you as guys, it's it's cool to see how much fun you guys have, even at a higher level, and even after playing for we, I mean, we've both been doing this for 15 years at this point. So, yeah, um, it, it's it's I just have so many good memories hanging out with you on tour. Oh, yeah. um, we were talking about that last night, like we were playing in Europe together, and I got this text message from somebody named alex shellnut and i was on tour with alex shellnut so i was like well that's weird this text message is is really odd and i went up to you and i i should have picked a better time to do this admittedly like it was i think you had just finished playing you were talking to fans and i was just like hey alex you have a minute uh it's like did you send me this text message that said something to the effect of um what are you wearing <laughs> I'm just glad you brought that up to me and just didn't just like assume it was me and then just went about your life and were like, man, is he like and just still texting this Alex person? <laughs> this is a person that had my old number that would um, apparently if someone texted me that didn't have my new number, the, the guy would like send really weird texts to him. So apparently that's what happened to you. And I'm just that's really glad you brought it up to me because it could have been... There's at least two or three people, I guarantee, that I've, I've not talked to since then that probably still think that's me. 
Man, <laughs> that, that sucks so much. I, I, I went to Disney years ago right after a tour and I lost my flip phone and I got home from that trip and a girl that I had a crush on sent me a message and she's like, Hey, um, you sent me this picture and oh, she no. sent it to me and it's, yeah, it's, it's oh, no. part of the male body. Oh my gosh. And I'm like, well, first of all, that's not me. That's not mine. And no, I didn't say that. It's like, all right, oh, so no, that's, just... that's even worse. That's even worse than, than oh, what yeah. I went through. Yeah, because who yeah. knows how many other people in my contact list, including and not limited to my parents. That, oh, no. yeah. So, you know, of course, I'll let everybody know. But I, I ran through the logic of my head. So let's just, let's just walk through this. So let's say you, you find a flip phone. Is the first thought that you have in your mind to go to your car there's a steering wheel in the it was in a car oh yeah there's a steering oh. wheel. <laughs> was that for like a size reference thing or something? <laughs> <laughs> it's like good we have a legend to know what size we're talking yeah. about here so yeah. what what drives a person to just go to their car take a couple pictures and just blast the address book and at disney and at disney. yeah disney like this is, this is an extra what that's crazy <laughs> That's right? crazy. Plot twist. It was one of the cast members. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, it was Goofy, I think, on, a, on his goofy. break. <laughs> uh, so I have a thought here. Um, my Pro Tools just, uh, my CPO just stopped working. Oh, no. <laughs> Dude, always something. There's I know. always something that goes on. I know there is. I know. So we can uh, we can keep rocking here and try it, but I'm recording Zoom, so we can just do Zoom call too. And maybe I'll turn on my iPhone too, like what I'm saying. <laughs> because you know, desperate Why times. <laughs> desperate times. Hey Bobby, what are you doing over there? What was the uh, the error message on your on Pro Tools? You um, it was it was a cpu overload error occurred if this happens again try increasing the hw buffer size in the playback engine dialog decreasing or increasing increasing really it's yeah. always the hw buffer always. yeah that pesky hw yeah. uh so yeah. I, I guess it's taking I up too much cpu space yeah just try just try recording again it might not happen again we'll just okay. keep an eye on it maybe all right, well, I'm recording to my iPhone memo now, yeah, which iPhone. is delightful. Mm. So we'll have, we'll have this as a backup cool. for me. Tim will just do all the talking. <laughs> <laughs> Alex doesn't even have to talk. I'll just interview myself. Yeah, there you I'll go. Talk over here. Just sitting in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, Matt, just let me know when you're ready to go, and we'll okay, I'm good. rocking and rolling. Yeah, I'm good. Cool. Whoops. Yeah, all set. <laughs> awesome. I just lost my. Now what the heck just happened? <laughs> Welcome to a shit show. Dude, I don't even know what just happened. What'd you lose? All my questions. Thankfully, they're written down elsewhere, but. Oh. I had them like up and all nice and organized. That's all right. We'll just go with it. Yeah, just go with it. You got it. Got it. All right. I'm, yep, I'm still recording. Cool. Just making sure. And then I'm back. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> make sure you know yeah yeah for sure <laughs> the problem is I, I had questions like some of these were uh questions from other from our uh patrons oh nice and uh i'm Here, gonna Tim, have I'll to read to get those i have i have our questions i'm good oh, there okay it's the patron questions that i had uh aggregated oh, over here okay gotcha but it's all right we'll just aggregation. uh aggregation um i'll just pull up our i'll just pull up that thread Sorry, Alex. Alex understands. He had a podcast. Oh, that's all good. Hopefully it was more organized than ours. Ours is usually so professional. And then occasionally we'll have these moments of like, wait, what is going on right now? This shouldn't be happening. No. Yeah, we, yeah, we did a lot have more a work good tonight. flow going. Yeah, there is a lot of work involved. Okay. I'm ready to go. Okay, do we still have Alex? No, I think we lost Alex. Is he frozen? <laughs> <laughs> we lost. Oh, wait, there's Alex. He's back. I think. No, he's a little, gone. A little glitchy. <laughs> Alex, come back. <laughs> wait, Alex, he's there? moving. I think so. Damn it. Really? <laughs> uh, Ryan, well, let me if I put this. I think. Am I not here? Am no, I not here? here? Yeah, you're here. I think now. you're here now. Yeah. Okay. You left us cool. for a brief moment. Oh. The podcast <laughs> gods have uh, yeah. something against us today. Yeah. yeah. Too uh. much power in one Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> cool. Uh, Matt, were you finished asking your question? Yes. Okay. Okay, all right. So we'll just go right into the next one and I'll make it seem like none of this ever happened. Yeah, exactly. Even though it's going to happen again. I'm going to sure. make it all go away. Um, <laughs> cool. All right. All right, let's get in focus. All right. Um, cool. <laughs> it doesn't even make it into the video. It doesn't help anything at all. I <laughs> know. <laughs> 